Okay, Tov, good morning, everyone. We continue our study of Mesila Sisharim. Help yourselves to coffee or donuts. As always, we express our gratitude to Elliot Oswang, who sponsored the series in memory of his beloved mother, Marilyn Oswang Eisenberg, a special woman whose neshama should have an aliyah through our inspiration on Wednesday mornings. We have been uh, learning Mesila Sisharim, the Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato has been discussing, we're in the second chapter, which is the first quality in this 12-step program, the quality of zahirus, of caution, of vigilance, of living a life not where we are enthusiastically in pursuit thoughtlessly, but rather in which we've identified the things that are potential stumbling blocks. We've identified the biggest pitfalls, we're navigating around them, and we are eliminating them. So we're on, uh, well, it's hard to tell you where we're on because every edition is a different page. So we're on where I say we're up to, and I'll start reading. Ramchal here is talking about the fact that a lack of zihirus, a lack of caution, of vigilance, of mindfulness is the exact strategy. It's the way that the Yitzhahara, it's the way that the evil inclination, it's the way that sabotages our own success. It undermines our own ambition and our own achievements. It takes us down. Why? What happens? When we are so overburdened, when we are so preoccupied, when we are so distracted, when there's so much noise around us, and it is relentlessly weighing us down, whether it's our technology, which is buzzing and beeping and ringing and vibrating and distracting us, or whether it's simply the world in which we live that's going at such a high speed and such commotion. This is the strategy of the Sahara. When we are overburdened by this relentless, relentless noise, relentless activity, relentless feeling of FOMO, a fear of missing out, then we are removed from living a mindful life. It spares us not a moment. It doesn't give us any space. There's no margin. To contemplate and to look. Where are we going? We're just caught up. We're simply caught up in this momentum of life. It's carrying us forward at such a high speed. I don't know if any of you had this feeling. But when it turned June 1st the other day, I was struck. I couldn't believe it's June. Where'd the year go? It was just Rosh Hashanah. It was just... Neila, it was just Sukkot. What do you mean it's in June? How did that happen? Where did the year go? So days turn into weeks, and weeks turn into months, and months turn into years, and years turn into decades, and time passes us by. Why? Because we're being carried in such a high speed. The noise, the activity, the obligation, the tension, the responsibility, it's, it's relentless. It's relentless. And it doesn't give us, it denies us the opportunity to find quiet to find space, to carve out margin in our lives. And says the Ramchal, wonders the Ramchal, how are you going to figure out where you're going? And how are you going to determine how to get there? And how are you going to measure whether you're on your way if you're always relentlessly in motion? If you never stop, if you never make space, if you have no margin. Because the Yetzirah knows if you'd only stop, if you'd pause, if you'd stop the motion and pause and contemplate and think about your life. Who am I? Who have I become? Where do I want to go? How do I get there? If only you'd think about that, 
you'd make different choices in life. You'd take care of your health and your emotional health and your spiritual health. You'd reprioritize your time and you'd practice greatest essentialism and you'd learn the art of saying no. You would dedicate your resources, your time, your energy. You would allocate it differently. So how does it work, the Sahara? Its strategy is to get you to remain in motion, to remain surrounded by noise, to constantly be preoccupied, to live a mindless life. Because if we had that space, that margin, that pause, to think about some of the things we're doing that really are self-destructive. They're sabotaging what we claim we want to do and where we want to be. So why do we keep doing them? Because we're just caught up in these habits and these rituals and this rote. And the day turns into the week and the week turns into the month, the month turns into the year. And now we've formed this habit and it's just part of who we are. And if we would have ever stopped in the middle of that and say, why do I have to drink that much coffee or eat that way or fail to ever exercise or lose my patience or always get angry or go to that place or never open up a safer or come late to Minion or never come to Minion. If we'd ever stop and ask ourselves, is that who I want to be? That kind of husband or wife or mother or father. Is that who I want to be? That kind of lifestyle. We'd say, of course not. And we'd find the will and carve the space and allocate the energy to change it. So why don't we? Because we're in motion. We're moving. We're in motion. There's no margin. So the answer says the Ramchal to a more meaningful life, a more purposeful life, a more mindful life, is to create margin, is to quiet the noise, is to carve the space. What I find amazing is that the Ramchal died in the 1700s. But he could have been writing this for today. Our generation needs it more than any. What was in Padua, Italy in uh, 1750, I'm sure there was a lot going on. I'm sure there was a lot of activity. I'm sure there was a lot of distraction. But like, I don't know. How much action was going on in Padua in this 18th century? And you got a telegram once a year? How, how, how much correspondence and communication? You had to answer a letter? Like, and I'm not minimizing it, but compared to the, our lifestyle, our lifestyle, I'm so proud. The other day I hit Inbox Zero. I was ready to sponsor a kiddush. It's unbelievable. Inbox zero. Anyone know what I'm talking about? There's two types of people when it comes to email. There's the kind of people, if you look at their phone, next to their logo or the icon for the mail, it says 17,438. <laughs> and I see that and I start to have heart palpitations. I pass out. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. And then there's people who can't have one icon on one app on their whole phone. That's, so that's me. So you always, But the inbox is just filled with things. And the inbox becomes our to-do list. So other people are determining our day. Right? All the productivity gurus will say that's the biggest mistake is letting other people own your schedule, own your priority list, own your to-do list because you're setting it based on the emails, not based on what you want to or think you should be doing. So I was uh, flying back the other night. I went to New York for the day. And, uh, you know, JetBlue, free internet. Time to catch up, clear up email. I hit inbox zero. I was going to like spike my blue chips in the, you know, in the aisle. I didn't know what to do. Soaks, inbox zero, it's unbelievable. But as I'm celebrating, within like five seconds, there's 15 new emails. And I've been trying to get back to inbox zero, and you just, you just can't get there. You can't get there. For every email you clear, there's three new emails that come in. That's not me. That's everybody. And you got to answer the email and the private message on Twitter and the Facebook message and the text message and the WhatsApp message and the carrier pigeon. And, the, and there's just no end to what you have to answer. So if we don't carve space and if we don't create margin, the world's not going to provide it for us. The world's not going to say to any one of us, you know what? 
Take the next hour. You don't answer email. Don't answer phone calls. We're going to give you... The world's not giving us the space in the margin. Hashem does once a week. It's called Shabbos. But we have the responsibility to do it for ourselves because without it, our heads will explode. So the Ramchal was writing this in the 18th century, but he was really writing it for today, for the year 2018, for the strategy for how to lead productive, meaningful, happy, fulfilled, healthy lives. Healthy lives. All this technology, which was supposed to make us more pr- productive, was supposed to liberate us, is enslaving us. There might as well be a chain, a shackle, from the phone to our wrist. Because it's handcuffs. That's exactly what it is. Which version? Do you have the latest version? Version 10.0 of the, of the handcuffs called an iPhone? Called a cell phone, a smartphone? So it's up to us to liberate ourselves to create the margin. Harasha. You know who understood this? You know who understood this? Paro. Shaomar Paro said, Paro, the Pasuk in Shemot says, Paro feels, you know, these people, they're going to rebel against me. They're growing in number. They're a nation. They're going to undermine. They're going to rebel from within. So what am I going to do? How do I keep this nation from rebelling? How do I continue to subjugate them? So listen to Paro's strategy. You know what he said? Turn up the knob. Turn up the knob. Give them more work. Give them more work. Create more noise. Flood them with emails and text messages so they don't have space or time to plan a rebellion against me. Because if they're so busy and so preoccupied and there's so much noise and they have so much to do and they're constantly running, give them more work and more work and more work so it never shuts down. So the last thing they do at night is check their phone and the first thing they do when they open their eyes in the morning is check their phone and 2,630 something times in between the study shows, they check their phone and you know what? They won't have time to rebel against me. A brilliant strategy. Paro understood that if you distract people, and you cut out the margin in their life, you own them. You own them. Give them no space. He wanted to deny them any respite, no space, no quiet, to take note of their own plight. So they were mindless to their own existence because it became their reality. And they were in such... Momentum going forward. They were constantly on the move that they didn't even know their own reality. But if someone would have stopped them and said, time out. Kla Yisrael, taking a day off from the work of Mitzrayim. Let's talk about what's going on here. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the subjugation, the servitude. Let's talk about the persecution, the oppression. Let's figure out, is this what we want forever? How can we rebel? What can we plan? What can we do? But they never had that space. And Paranu, turn up the knob. More work, more text, more emails, more noise, more binging Netflix, more busy, 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 no space, no margin, you'll never recalibrate your life. So says the Ramchal, the first step to recalibrating our lives, to prioritizing our lives, to doing what we claim we want to do and being the people we're meant to be, the best versions of ourselves, that first step to recalibration is finding margin. Finding margin. Michael Hyde, a productivity guru, who used to be the CEO of a publishing company, describes that this is why books have margin. You know, it'd be much more efficient. You'd save space if the text of a book went from one edge to the other edge and the top to the bottom and took up every, every millimeter of space on the page. You would be a lot shorter the books. It'd be more efficient. You'd save money. Why do books have margin? Because people can't read. Your head, your brain, in order to process, needs margin. It needs white space. You can't read the words. You can't process the page, the sentences, if there's not white space, if there's not margin. And Torah Kedosha, long before, understood that as well. That's why there's a halacha in a Sefer Torah of Mukaf Gvil. 
that the ink, every letter has to be surrounded by the white of the parchment. If one letter runs into the other letter, your tefillin, your mezuzah, your sefer Torah, their puzzle, they're invalid. Every letter needs margin. Every sentence needs margin. The column needs margin. And it's a message to us that life needs margin. The text is important, but so is the white space in between. Our lives need the margin. And if we want to recalibrate and we want to be mindful and we want to achieve that which is meaningful, then we need to carve the space to find the quiet, to think about our lives, and to be able to plan them accordingly. Have a fantastic day.